What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hey there, it's Kate, and you're listening to the How to Be a Better Person podcast. This week, I'm talking about ways to truly, honestly relax. Last week, I talked about burnout when working from home. And a big player in burnout is when you never actually get to close the stress loop and you get stuck in the stress response. So this week, let's talk about how to shift out of that physiological state of stress and into one of relaxation. This week, I'll be sharing my favorite ways to get into that state where you feel calm, at peace, and totally, totally groovy. I'll be covering things you can do in five minutes or less, 20 minutes or less, or that last about an hour for when you have a longer amount of time. I'm also going to be talking about how to create the conditions of safety, which is a prerequisite for true relaxation. But before I start talking brass tacks in the rest of the episodes this week, today, I just want to make a case for relaxation and explain what it truly is. That probably sounds silly. Who doesn't want to be able to relax? And most of us feel like we know how to do it. But we have this idea that relaxing equals being lazy, you know, vegging out and probably either watching a show or zoning out on your phone. These are all fun, worthwhile activities. There is a time and a place for everything, and there are no judgments from me about those things. But I think of those things as doing nothing, which I guess shows you just how programmed we are to be doing something at all times. It's gotten to the point that we define relaxation as simply the absence of being productive. But it's more than that. My husband calls the ability to not have to be doing something all the time leisure skills, which is more positive than doing nothing, I suppose, and I do love that phrase. Because leisure is important, and in a capitalist society especially, it's a skill that you might have to spend some time developing. But vegging out, doing nothing, and even leisure skills are not what I'm talking about when I say relaxation. That's because relaxation is a specific physiological state of being, one that is ruled by your autonomic nervous system. In today's stressful world, it often doesn't happen by accident. So that you can appreciate how important relaxation is and understand how to invite it into your life, let's take a quick tour through the nervous system, which kind of looks like an org chart if you were to map out all its components on paper. We'll dive into that right after the break. You know something else that promotes relaxation? Meditating. Using my Headspace app to meditate has really helped me recuperate from the madness that was 2020. And my daughter's teacher played one of the Headspace guided visualizations during class, and it got her so relaxed that she had an amazing idea for a short story. I am so thankful for this app. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Kate. That's headspace.com slash Kate for a free one-month trial. With access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. 
Go to headspace.com slash Kate today. Welcome back. The nervous system is divided at the top level into two parts, the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system. The central nervous system consists of your brain and your spinal cord. It is literally central to your body. The peripheral nervous system, on the other hand, branches off this central channel, and it shuttles messages between your organs and your muscles and the central nervous system. The peripheral nervous system also has two primary components, the autonomic nervous system and the somatic nervous system. Somatic means of the body. So the somatic nervous system enervates the body. And it's got motor neurons, which carry impulses to and from muscles and allow us to take physical action. And sensory neurons, which deliver information from our sense organs to the central nervous system. Now, I realize this is a lot of info, but stick with me here because we're just about to get to the juicy stuff in terms of relaxation. The autonomic nervous system rules all the functions of your body that happen without your thinking about it. And it, too, is divided into two main branches. And these are the ones that I want to focus on today because this is where the rubber meets the road in terms of stress and relaxation. The two branches of the autonomic nervous system are the sympathetic nervous system, which rules the fight, flight, or freeze response that happens after you're exposed to a stressor, and the parasympathetic nervous system, which rules your rest and digest functions. Both sides of the autonomic nervous system are vital, and we're designed to fluidly move between activation of the sympathetic nervous system and then activation of the parasympathetic nervous system. The problem is that our typical modern life, where we are peppered with stressful things all day long, whether it's someone looking at you funny because you're wearing a mask, or someone leaves a mean comment on your tweet, or, you know, there's a pandemic or a shooting or, ah, you know, there's so many things that can stress you out. We tend to get stuck in the sympathetic realm. And that means we experience physiological effects such as our blood pressure goes up, our blood flows more to our muscles and our lungs so that we're prepped for running or fighting, and our blood gets taken away from things like our organs of digestion and reproduction. Our body also releases glucose into the bloodstream when we're under sympathetic activation because it's a quick-burning source of energy. And again, we need that source of energy at the ready in case we need to run away or defend ourselves. Also, our levels of stress hormones go up, and these are associated in some way, shape, or form with nearly every disease or chronic condition out there. When your sympathetic nervous system is activated, it's harder to sleep. You tend to overreact. You crave sugar because that glucose burns quickly and the body feels like we need more on hand in case we have to run away. You also tend to get anxious. It's basically a recipe for burnout. When your parasympathetic nervous system is activated, on the other hand, your heart rate slows down, your breathing gets slower and longer, your blood pressure drops, your digestion ramps up, and your stress hormones decrease. Just like muscles, you can tone your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. And generally, our sympathetic nervous system is overly strong, like a bodybuilder who can barely sit down, he's so muscle-bound. And our parasympathetic nervous system is generally weak, like the muscles in an arm that has been in a cast for several weeks. When you are in the parasympathetic realm, you sleep well, your digestion hums, you don't crave sugar to keep you going. 
And more importantly, your stress response is effectively in the off position. This is when you close the loop on stress. And this is when you can recover and dare I say heal. And this access to recovery makes you more resilient. It helps you bounce back and not get derailed by stressors, little or big. You become much less likely to burn out. So this week, when I talk about relaxation, I'm talking about things that get you into that parasympathetic realm. That's where you feel really groovy, sometimes even like you're floating or vibrating. I once attended a three-day workshop explicitly designed to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system. After that first day, I fell asleep at nine o'clock, just totally conked out. But I actually woke up in the middle of the night Sorry if this is TMI because I had to go poop. (laughs) My digestion was definitely humming and I felt so dreamily relaxed. I just floated right back off to sleep. After the end of the second day, I felt really spacey and silly. I had dinner with my brother-in-law and his wife and I think they were like, is Kate on drugs? (laughs) I was having a great time. Nothing could bother me and everything was slightly hilarious. After the third day at that workshop, though, truth be told, I felt kind of sick to my stomach, like my digestion was on overdrive. So you can definitely dive too deep into parasympathy. I share this just to let you know that you don't want to get type A about your relaxation, okay? Like most things in life, it's about balance. We need to be able to both rise to the occasion when we encounter something stressful and to be able to dial it down and recuperate and enjoy life and go fluidly back and forth between those two states. Now, this was a pretty meaty episode, so you don't have a tiny assignment today. Just listening was the assignment. I just want you to get pumped to try a few relaxation techniques in the rest of the episodes this week. I'm really looking forward to diving into the parasympathetic realm with you. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 